ad-libs. Lydia, why did you just bark? I didn't! (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode. Hey! We're so happy to be here. And today's theme is we're kind of just going to talk about music today. I don't think there's a time of day, this is also kind of live, but I don't think there's really a, a time that I don't listen to music. I, that, it kind of a lie because, again, I said I'm watching uh, Grey's Anatomy, so that's what I'm doing with a lot of my time. But if I'm doing anything else, it's a lot of music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. If my um, screen time was like measured in like the back, the stuff I have in the background, my Spotify would be up there, mm-hmm. number one, 100%. But alas. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you all know we are huge Swifties. We yes. love Taylor Swift. We love this, her music. Th- honestly, this episode is going to be very Taylor Swift heavy. So non-Swifties, buckle up. But we'll also talk about other things. So yes. it's not just going to be about Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. But she will be present. She is with us. She is in the building. Yeah. Not literally. If you heard that sound, I was just moving <laughs> the laptop closer. <laughs> Anyways, this is something I'm very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift as you know, has a song called Me, Hee Hee. And I just, I, I'm going to come out and I'm going to say it straight up. I am a me stan and I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud (laughs) because there's too much unnecessary hate for me. Is it very unserious? Yes, but it's fun. Yes, it sounds like a kid's song, but like, Taylor Swift is an artist for someone of any age. Kids, like, you still see younger kids going, it's a fun song. Like, I don't understand the hate. Like, do you need to be in a certain mood to listen to it? Yes. But also, I feel like if it came up, as long as I wasn't really pissed off, I'd be like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I promise you'll never find another like me. Yeah. Like, it's just a fun song, and I don't understand me haters, because do, do you hate fun? Like... It's, it's fun to sing. It's fun to dance to. Like, I just... Fun songs are important. Like, Bejeweled, her song from Midnight's, very fun song. It's one of my favorites from the album. Do I think it's her best? No, of course not. Mm-hmm. But I love the song because it's a fun song, and I can dance to it, and it's fun. I put on a show in the shower for myself because it's fun. <laughs> fun songs are important to people. Taylor Swift does not always have to be, like, the insane lyricist that she... We know her for, and she was born to be. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. is Brendan Yuri a drag down on this song? Yes. But it's still a fun song. And the people that bullied her out of taking the, hey, kids, spelling is fun, I hate you. I hate you wholeheartedly. That is such a fun part of the song. I hear it in Giant sometimes, and I do a little happy dance because I love that part of the song. Mm-hmm. And I wish she never took it out of the song because it is so fun. I agree. I also think that we're, we live in a world now where so much of our music is uh, so explicit serious. Yeah. as well. Um, it, very serious music. Serious and explicit. Yeah. I feel like all artists need to have a song for the kiddos, too. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone talks about how much they, like, love to hate the kids' bops covers. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like there just isn't enough popular music being made nowadays that is suitable for children to listen to like in classroom settings and stuff and in school and like then that forces kids to like only listen to kids bop in school or like listen to the clean version of stuff yeah so I feel like we've gotten to a place where we're not letting 
music be so unserious because the world is also so serious right now like there's so much stuff going on in the world and we can't really ignore that because we live in the digital digital age but i think also we deserve to have a little bit of fun and i think that people in general have just been increasingly getting territorial or not I don't know if territorial is the word, but just defensive over the things that they don't like. Yeah. And, like... They're very quick to put up their walls and be like, no, it's just bad. Yeah. Which I feel like... Like, you're entitled to your own opinion. Yeah. But other people have opinions. Yeah. And it, like... Unserious songs are not always bad songs. Mm Mm-mm. No. Yeah. I'm also a you need to calm down, Stan. I'll say it. A little bit less than me. But it's fun to sing. Yeah, I will say that I'm not a huge fan of her, like, sillier songs. Mm-hmm. I'm, I love her serious songs. Yeah. I love, like, oh, her doesn't? in-depth songs. Um, so I don't listen to a lot of her unserious songs. But I will say I am a The Man stan. I love um, I The love Man. I love that song. I um, love The Man with my whole entire being. I don't know why people don't like it. Yeah, I don't understand either. It's, just, like, it's a good message. It's catchy. It's everything that she's, like, tried to be, be like, you know, like... What do you, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's a good response and it's a classy response to a lot of the situation she's been put in Mm -hmm. since she's been in the industry. And and it's really good commentary on how she like has been treated in the industry and how so many people are quick to bring up her past Mm -hmm. and her past relationships into her music. Well, yeah, she does sing about a lot of her past relationships, but that doesn't mean she has to be the butt of the jokes. Yeah. Because I know she got, like, when Ginny and Georgia Mm -hmm. was first premiering, she got on Twitter and was like, yeah, guys, this joke that you made about me, like, wasn't funny. And I feel like a lot of people made fun of her for that, but good for her for sticking up for herself because I do think that she's been put through the ringer as a woman in the industry and a successful woman in the industry at that, that people are very overly critical of everything she does when, like, she's also human. Like, she deserves to have fun. She deserves to put out a little fun song. Plus, a lot of times, like, those types of songs are just kind of just palate cleansers Mm -hmm. when you're writing and just... It's nice to get out of that dark place sometimes when you're writing. Or even, like, in an album. Yeah. Like... Let's 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 have a little a little look see, little let 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 let's see, lover, like there's some more casual ish songs before it, but then it sets up for the archer. So it's like, hey, here's a little cushion. Mm-hmm. You can always backtrack if you want. Yeah. But like, I think it's good to have less serious songs, amongst other serious songs, because yeah. it's like, hey, let's be a little bit depressed, but also let's have a little bit of fun. Yeah. I also think that Lover as an album, I've like a lot of people have problems with. I've seen on the internet, well, it's on the internet, but like a lot of people on the internet, like I feel like you're either a Lover stan or you don't like Lover at all. Which is so weird. But I also think that fans who haven't listened to the entirety of Lover are the weird. Lover haters. Yeah. Because how can you hate the album? I guess it's a lot it's a lot of fun songs. It's yeah. a lot of fun songs on the album. Because I feel like... If you're not into sappy love, I mean, maybe understand why you might not like it. Yeah. But also, it's like, it's just, it's nice music. Also, just let the girl be happy for once. Exactly. Like, let her be happy. Like, if you want sad songs, if you want, like, 
signature Taylor Swift sadness, listen to Soon You'll Get Better on that same album. Yeah. And get back to me. Yeah. Like, I can't listen to that song. Right. I, it's literally too heartbreaking for me to listen to. Yeah. Also, some of her best songs have come off of this album, too. Like, I genuinely... Like, n- everyone will say this. Death by a Thousand Cuts is one of her best songs. Yeah. Just period. Stop. Yeah. Plus, False God. I'm a False God stan. Me I too. love that song. There was a time, like, a couple weeks ago where I was only listening to that song. Like, on repeat for, like, Same. a couple days. Same. And... I listened to False God for a week straight. No, yeah. In between. Yeah. Like, and it's like, I, I, I feel so bad because I wasn't a False God stan before that time period where Same. I was just listening to it for like a week straight but when it it's one of those songs that when it hits you it it, it's so hard when it hits you you get punched straight in the face yeah like broken nose bruised eye yeah but you love it yeah it's so good yeah also I cannot believe they like turned it's nice to have a friend into a horror movie <laughs> I saw that clip on Twitter of Megan dancing the like the freaking doll movie yeah and I literally I nearly shit my pants out. I was laughing so hard. Like, I I thought it was edited. And then I went to the trailer, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, first of all, it's, so, it's like, such a nice-sounding song, and they turned it into, like, something so horrifying. Like, are you okay? Why? So, I don't associate it with that. Um, <laughs> well, I don't either, but also it's just, like, sometimes, like, in recent months and weeks, I'm just like, Wow. So, I actually have a funny story about that song. So, my friends at school, love you guys, um, <laughs> and I've talked about with this, week, this with you guys, too. There's this, this sounds like it's going to be off topic, but I promise you it is right on the money. There's this Eddie Munson fan fiction <laughs> that is literally, it's a trilogy at this point, but literally was like a hundred chapters and I was reading it over the summer. I think I was reading it like the last month of the summer. And it was this Eddie Munson fan fiction that literally had every single trope ever <laughs> in it. And I forget, I'm pretty sure uh, it's on Archive of Our Own. I'm pretty sure it's in. It's called Invisible String. But that might be the sequel. So I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. But so every chapter the author gives music to listen to. Mm-hmm. So I talked about this to like everyone that, like all of my close friends know about this fan fiction. Like I've talked about this at length. So she has, it's true. <laughs> one night my friends at school and I were we were like in my friend's dorm room and I started reading the Eddie Munson fan fiction to them and playing the songs that were mm-hmm. in the book while I was reading them and it's nice to have a friend is in there literally also seven seven and it's nice to have a friend are both in that fan fiction and I cannot associate them with anything (laughs) else I know especially seven because I love seven we we listen it's in the first chapter, and I just repeated the songs until a new song came up in the chapter. So we listened to Seven, like, for a good, like, 15 minutes throughout the chapter. But I cannot associate It's Nice to Have a Friend with anything else. Every time I hear that song, I'm like, oh my god, it's the song from the Eddie Munson fiction. <laughs> like, every single time. But, yeah. If you want me to drop the link for the fanfiction, god, please no. let me know. <laughs> Um, it's a trilogy at this point, and it's so long, but it's so good. Back to Taylor. Back to her. Yes. 
she means everything. What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite album? Yes and no. Yes, because I'm always prompted to say speak now. Yeah. Because it's so nostalgic for me. That's like one of my core, many of my core memories was around the speak now time. <laughs> and it was just like my childhood album. Like I loved that thing. But I think, oh God, I don't know. I love every single one of her albums. I just, listen, my Taylor Swift playlist is nine and a half hours out of the 12 and a half hours of her discography. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but I don't, mm. I will say I think Towards the Bottom is probably debut and Fearless, mm. mainly because I haven't listened to them that much. Um, I don't know. I'm probably Evermore. I like it, but it's not something I'm just like, yeah, let me listen to Evermore real quick. Like, I love some of the songs on it, but I'm not, I'm just like, Evermore is like, that's, I feel like some of those songs, a lot of the songs are theirs, peak Taylor Swift sadness. Yes. And I can't always handle that. (laughs) So, I don't know. I'm a big folklore girl. I think I I, am too. I love folklore. Folklore and Evermore sonically sound so similar, which is why they're like sister albums. But the content in them is so different. Yeah. I love the love triangle. Like, Same. I am obsessed with this. I want it to become, like, like a TV show or, like, a movie or something. Well, cause I've when read people so were... much fan fiction about it. Um, <laughs> when the news came out that Taylor Swift wants to, like, direct something, I'm like, please tell me it's the love triangle. Yeah. I need it to be the love triangle. Like, I need it. For I... those of you that aren't Taylor Swift fans, in Folklore, mm-hmm. there are, what, three songs? Yeah. Three songs. Um, Cardigan, August, and Betty. And it's about this love triangle between Betty, this asshole named James, and this lovely girl named Augustine, or Mm -hmm. August. Um, And basically, James cheated on Betty Mm -hmm. with August or Augustine. And in Cardigan, it's kind of Betty's perspective, like, Mm -hmm. how could you do this to me? Like, you, you were everything to me. August is like, I thought this could actually be something. It wasn't a fling to me. Mm And then Betty is James just being a stupid little idiot boy, being like, I'm sorry, I did this. Like, she put these thoughts in my head. Um, will you please take me back? And it's it's just great. Mm-hmm. I love it. It, What's your favorite song of the trilogy? Of the trilogy? To be so annoyingly honest, it changes so drastically all the time. I go back and forth all the time with it. Like, I go through phases where I'm like, Betty, oh, August. Oh. Yeah cardigan i i know i go i think for a while it might have been betty for me but i think now i'm definitely alternating between august and cardigan i will say betty is towards the bottom because james is a little bitch like Mm. how dare you you fumbled the bag with both of them like i can't believe you i but i will say august was my top song on spotify this year but that's because i used it to go to sleep not that it would put me to sleep Mm. But it was so, like, calming to me, and I loved yeah. it so much, I was just able to sleep to it. Um, I definitely have such a soft spot in my heart for Betty. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think I kind of identify as Betty herself. So, like, to have, like, the song from James's perspective, like, kind of just realizing what he's done. I feel like, I feel like because in so many situations, like, the guy, like, doesn't regret. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like there's some amount of accountability in it. 
to the point that it's like, I'm so sorry that I hurt you. I know that I hurt you and I take accountability for hurting you, but I want you. But also, I don't like the way that the song just completely disregards Augustine. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like it's just like she meant nothing when I I truly don't think that she can just mean nothing yeah if you cheat on someone the other person obviously means something to you yeah like yeah it's something yeah I love August though yeah Uh, yeah August also August is just the perfect summer song. Yeah. It's just such a summer. Salt air. Just. We can't agree with that. Whatever. Copyrighted. <laughs> I don't think we'll get copyrighted. It was only a small segment. Um, but it's just, every time I hear that song, it just transports me to warmer times. Yeah. Especially because it's just so cold out. Yeah. Like, um, For me, it's like, it's not necessarily summer. It's the last little bit of spring going into summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The love triangle, I'm obsessed with it i think about it more than i should like (laughs) it'll just pop into my brain and i'll be like hmm i wonder what they're up to now as if they're like real people (laughs) yeah but i'm also a really big reputation me too i love reputation i love reputation i i find that i go through phases with taylor where i just like fixate on an album and just cannot listen to anything other than that album and for a really long time it was lover i feel like I'm I'm a new Swifty, which yeah. to many of my friends may seem like that is the complete opposite, but it is the truth, relatively. Because I was a big fan when I was younger, but I stopped listening, not to, contrary to what many people may think, I did not stop listening when the Kanye, Kim, and Taylor Swift issues all were happening. I stopped listening after Red because I was a, like a stupid little like 10, 11-year-old that was like, what do you mean she's going into pop? And she's mm-hmm. not staying with, like, the genre she was before. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't handle change. So I stopped listening. I, I did that with, like, Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez. I stopped listening because I was like, what do you mean? Like, what if it's not the same? <laughs> and then I, I feel really bad, though, because I missed out on the freaking Reputation era. <laughs> but I feel like I definitely go through phases because it's, like, it's so new. Mm-hmm. And there's so much that I had to, like, intake at the same time. Yeah. That it was just, like, I don't know what I like more. I feel like... I would have to go through every single one of these eras to actually have, like, a favorite. Yeah. I feel like the the reason I choose Speak Now most of the time is because I actually was in it when mm. it was happening. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people kind of, like, left and came back to the fandom as well. Like, I know s- several close friends that happened. I know a lot of people came back for Lover. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know Lover existed, if I'm going to be so for real. <laughs> so true. Like, when I started listening again, I had no idea Lover existed. Mm-hmm. I knew about Reputation. I didn't really know any of the songs other than, like, What You Made Me Do. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea Lover or Evermore existed. Maybe Folklore, but that, I literally was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was also kind of late to the game. I'm a pretty new fan as well. I really got into Taylor during the pandemic. Yeah. When I had so much time to listen, I was doing like um, listening to one album a day mm. and I listened to all of her albums mm. and that made me a Swifty. Yeah. But I also feel like, I don't know, I feel like kind of a fault, like a fraud in the Taylor Same. fandom because I, I feel, feel like I was a casual listener for like the majority of my life. Like I kind of, yeah. like I knew. I, like, I knew style. I knew blank space. Yeah. I knew the hits and everything. And it was great. I was like, period, slay. But I didn't know anything else. Yeah. I was like, what is out of the woods? Yeah. What is all you had to do was stay? Yeah. <laughs> I I will say I think I had a little bit 
more because I <laughs> I also like grew up reading fan fiction <laughs> and there are so many Taylor songs linked to fan fictions, especially on like Quotev, which Quotev is kind of dead, but like not as dead as fanfiction.net. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, so like I was listening, I was jamming to like I Heart Question Mark when I was little. I loved I Heart um, Question Mark. Like I remember like I Heart Question Mark was, I loved and also should have said no. That was a big song for me growing up. And also just like her more popular songs that were just always popular, like Enchanted. Enchanted. I will Back say to December. One of the main reasons I feel like a fraud because I'm a Swift now is because one of the things that got me back into it was when Enchanted and oh my gosh, what was it? It was one of the, I think it was Back to December or something. But I, it was definitely Enchanted when it started trending on TikTok again mm-hmm. because people were realizing again how much of an amazing song it was yeah and it was 2021 and so i listened to it again and i was like my god i can't believe i've forgotten like how have i lost my ways yeah and then um or no yeah what no what got me into it was the love story re-recording because that obviously i remember and then i was still like me because i didn't listen to fearless a lot growing up but then what really kickstarted it for me again was Enchanted blowing up on TikTok in 2021. Yeah. I I went to a Taylor Swift night with one of our friends. Yeah. And I will say that the Please Don't Be In Love With Someone Else hits so, so good when you're just, like, in a group of people just screaming it. And that, like, oh, my God. That, I need to go to a, a different Taylor Swift so night. good. Well, You'll go to the Taylor Swift night, which <laughs> yeah. is her concert. But no, it's just, I feel like also that Taylor Swift night made me fall in love with songs in a different way. Because of course they were playing like all the dance songs. They weren't playing all the sad songs. They were playing a couple sad songs. Yeah, but, like, let's listen to Marjorie and dance their <laughs> yeah. ass off. Like, like, I remember, because it was, the release of Red was, like the re-release of Red was really new at mm-hmm. the time. And I remember listening to like message in a bottle the very first night and loving those songs those songs gets get a little bit of a bad rap because people say that they sound like target commercial songs but i like i, I love them they're fun songs fun they're songs fun are important songs. yeah and just like they're catchy but also like so relevant to people's lives and i think that's why so many of her fun songs are played on the radio and get so big is because they can be a applicable to a lot of people's lives whereas like her sad songs are very specific so like it's kind of like a pick and choose thing but like of course you can still find things to relate but the fun songs are just so widely relatable that it's like yeah it's like ear candy mixed with that oh i know that feeling yeah which is really powerful especially when you have a really strong ear candy that you also relate to that's hard to get away from yeah i one of the things that like deterred me a lot when I was younger was Shake It Off because it was so overplayed. Oh, I'm a but Shake It Off stand. No, me too. I love Shake I It Off. I love Shake It Off now yeah. because I, I've got like more appreciation for it. But before, it was like, it was fun the first 10 times. Yeah. But then it was like, oh my God. Yeah, we get it. Shake It Off, Shake It Off, Shake It Off, whatever. But like, still, I feel like it's just like, it's something you can't get out of your head, which pick your battles. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not the best all the time. But it's still fun, and I think, like, everyone knows, and listen, everyone's a little insecure every now and then. Someone's been bullied out there. Mm-hmm. Shake it off. Yeah. Shake it off, people. Yeah. Like, 
it's yeah. just good. Yeah. I also, when the Red re-release like came out, Taylor's version, I keep calling them re-releases, it's Taylor's version. I'm so sorry. It was, no, <laughs> funny story. I didn't know it was happening because I wasn't following her at that point. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. following her pages or anything. So I didn't know it was being released. So I woke up that morning to being on Twitter and I saw Red TV is out now and I was like, what the? A red, what the fuck? I was like, a red TV? She's putting out TV. <laughs> I was so confused. So and then I was like, oh, Taylor's version. That was so upset. Like, it took me like five hours yeah. to realize. I was like, what? I was so, so confused. Funny. I was like, is she making a movie about it? Is it a show? Like, what's happening? Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. yeah. I loved, I loved red TV. Yeah, I definitely, I really hopped on Folklore when it came out. I think, like, that was probably the first Taylor album that I really listened to. It was the first Taylor album that I listened to when it was released. Yeah. And I listened to it soon after its first release, which I think that's partially why the album is so special to me, because I connected with it so much like every single song on that album I'm like uh like tears my heartstrings out and I feel so connected to it and like really made me love Taylor which is so interesting because I look back at her like pop stuff and there are some pop songs that I don't love of hers and like that folklore evermore sound is just so Taylor Mm -hmm. but I really did not like the thing that steered me away from Taylor when I was younger was look what you made me do yeah I I I don't. like it now, but it's one of those songs I really, really, really have to be in a mood for. Yes. Because yeah. it's good, it's so good, and it's iconic. Yeah. But I'm still, because the chorus is literally just look what you made me do, like, seven yeah. times, it's very much like, okay, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a really big, I did something bad girl, Same. and to me... I, I wish I had listened to Reputation as a full album, yeah. instead of just individual songs because yes. I heard Getaway Car, I yeah. heard Delicate, obviously, mm-hmm. but I didn't listen to it all together. And then, I, what may what pisses me off about me not listening to it all together is not being able to hear "Ready for It" as an album opener and yeah. just a song. Yes, yeah. like I would have loved to. Like I wish I could go back and listen to the album for the first time as an album mm-hmm. and not sporadically. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me so sad because. There are a lot of people who were really big Taylor fans, or just like casual listeners, and Folklore Evermore came out, and they didn't like Folklore Evermore, mm-hmm. and then like they stopped listening to Taylor. But I'm like, because they were like, because it's, it was a completely different genre. Yeah. But I'm like, Folklore Evermore just feels so Taylor yeah. to me, and I love Aaron Dessner. Like I love him. Like I love his production on especially her music because I feel like he really understands her as a musician and really accentuates her sound whereas like some of the more pop albums they're Taylor but they don't feel as personal to Taylor where Folklore Evermore although she's like writing all about these like fictional stories also in speaking of fictional stories might I say I am a the last great American dynasty stan until the day I die yeah I love that so much. The bridge of it is so fun to sing. Yeah. I, I, I love a little jig. Like, it's so fun. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Well, I also love singing Folklore Evermore. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, 
feels so like Taylor to me but I also don't know if that's because that's when I really really got into Taylor was Folklore Evermore. I feel like that's uh, I hate to call it a phenomenon but I've seen that a lot because a lot of people a lot of the the people that got into Taylor Swift from Folklore Evermore are the people that are like oh you like 1989 like that's so weird because Mm -hmm. It is a completely different genre yeah. for Taylor, and you know it's more. What is it? What is this supposed to be? Indie or whatever? Uh, I think like folk indie. Folk, yeah, that. Yep. And so I feel like a lot of people that listen to more things like that, because they only started listening mm-hmm. to folklore nevermore. They're like, "What is this? Like that's so weird." Mm-hmm. And I, you like, we saw that a lot. It was like the release of Midnight's and yeah. like, even Red and Fearless because they were like, "What is this? I thought this is what it was." Mm-hmm. But that's not who she is technically, and yeah. it's it is quite funky to go from folklore and evermore to, you know, bejeweled. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But I feel like it's the the issue I have with that is people were like, "This is so stupid!" Like, what happened to folklore and evermore? And it's like that. If first of all, if the pandemic never happened, that this, one it would never yeah. exist. Like this is like a complete spur of the moment type thing. Yeah. And I think people need to realize that, like, this is a literal treat. Yeah. Like, oh, she gave us a little, a little dessert. And if we never had a pandemic, this never would have happened. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think people are, like, getting too serious with that. It's like, yeah, like, I get it. You like that. You want to hear more of it. But if she's moving on to something else, especially with the re-records, like, she's not going to, like, turn Enchanted into, you know, Mirrorball. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, they're completely different 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 ends of the spectrum exactly yeah and when I was listening I kind of like listened to her discography backwards Mm -hmm. when I like first listened to all of it and it was like I think I actually I think I listened to like in full like I listened to Folklore first and then I listened to Evermore and then I listened to I went back to Lover Mm. and I loved Lover and then I just kept going back and back. And then, the, of course, there's, like, those songs that you already knew, which are so exciting. But also, I think I definitely, I have, like, a pretty diverse taste in music. So I love her range. Yeah. Like, she can do so many different things well. And I think that's the one thing that's so exciting about her because she does so many different things well, which is so hard. Which, yeah, which is literally what keeps her at the status she has been yeah. for so long. Yeah, Like, it's one thing to do different things and be okay at it or not be good at all and then revert to something else. Mm-hmm. But to go from country to being a literal pop princess, pretty much, yeah, and excelling at it completely, mm-hmm. breaking records and, you know, charting for multiple weeks at a time, mm-hmm. and then completely changing her genre and then being able to switch back into other stuff as well yeah like absolutely insane absolutely yeah plus like I think that I did have a little bit of a difficult time Mm -hmm. going into Midnight's but I still love Midnight's it just took me a little bit like I remember my first listen of Midnight's I was like with a group of friends listening to it like at midnight when it first (laughs) came out and I remember listening to it and I was like yeah it's like, I, there were definitely some songs that I was like, yeah, this is really good. There were some songs that I was just like, I'm so sorry, but um, Midnight Rain, <laughs> upon a first listen, I, love I could Rain. not <laughs> like it. But it has since become one of my favorite songs on Midnight because I got past it. But You're On Your Own, Kid, one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time. 
um, but Midnight Rain has really grown on me. But I am an insomniac, so I stayed up and I think I, I went to move my car and it was like, because I was at school and I went to like move my car for some reason. I don't remember the reason. Um, but oh because we had to like move our car because there was something happening on campus and i actually didn't have to move my car but they didn't tell me that i didn't have to so i thought i had to and so i went to move my car and it was 3 a.m or no i was just scrolling in my car on tiktok because it was like 2 a.m and then it ended up being 3 a.m <laughs> and then i saw like a thing on instagram that was like oh taylor 3 a.m midnight's 3 a.m edition and i listened to it right at 3 a.m and there was such a relief it was, it was so folklore and evermore. Yeah. Especially with The Great War. I love The Great I War. I love The Great War. And those are the songs that I loved on the first listen. And I think that's because I really dove in during Folklore Evermore. Um, and the other songs I still love, but it just took me a little bit longer to love them. When I, when I listened to Midnight's, I was... The only reason it took me a little, like, the little tiniest bit longer to get into it is because I was just so shocked Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was literally sitting in my bed, shocked. I didn't blink for like a minute and a half, two minutes, because I was <laughs> shocked that I was hearing new music. Mm -hmm. Because I hadn't <laughs> officially been through a new release from her. Yeah. Like, I had the re-recordings and everything. There's technically new music, but that's still from, you know, Fearless and the Red era. And I was just literally shocked that I was sitting through brand new music. Mm -hmm. And I... But... I was, I, I feel bad because I was really, I was really, really tired. So I almost fell asleep listening to the 3 a.m. edition. <laughs> but my music taste, I have relatively diverse. It's been less diverse over the past few months and years. But I used to have a really, really diverse music taste. And so, and I still sort of do, not as much. But one of my main things is I still, I, my music taste thrives in pop. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hearing Lavender Haze and Antihero, Midnight Rain, I was like, fuck yeah, man, like, this was amazing, like, it was mm -hmm. great. But one thing I do realize, I, one of my top favorites, if not my favorite, was Maroon when I listened to it. Mm -hmm. And now it's pretty low on my list of yeah. favorites. And I don't know what it is. It might be, I don't, I apologize, Taylor. The In the bridge, when she says that's a real fucking legacy... The way she says fucking is like a middle schooler who just learned to swear. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and I just, it's it, like, it, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It scratches an itch that didn't need to be scratched and I don't want it to be scratched. <laughs> so true. Like, leave it alone. Yeah. I <laughs> so. remember upon a first listen, I was obsessed with Antihero. Yeah. And I think everyone was obsessed with Antihero. And then it definitely got overplayed. But I was also an on your, You're On Your Own Kid stan. I loved Bejeweled. Bejeweled has just always been a top for me. Mm -hmm. Just like I'm someone, I love shiny things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm also paper rings. Yeah. Like the way, bad. the one thing that really, it was like a good beat and everything. I loved yeah. everything. The one thing that like really like pulled me into Bejeweled was the way she said shimmer. Yeah. It was just shimmer. I was like, yes. Um, shimmer. Also just like, I miss you, but I miss sparkling. Mm -hmm. Just like, it's just such a good line. Yeah. And like, I'm someone who is super into euphoria makeup and mm -hmm. like using gemstones and makeup and just like the line about sparkling and I love glitter and stuff. So like that line is, it just has so many like double meanings and the whole like 
just the whole concept of the song just resonates so much with me especially because like I was just coming out of a time where I would like was experiencing like a turbulent friendship and like being because I wasn't like in a relationship like so many of her songs that are about like love can also just be applied to friendship and just feeling those hard emotions of just losing a person in your life that once was really special to you mm -hmm. and I feel like with Bejeweled like this whole idea of you miss someone but now you feel like you can be more yourself and that was something that I was really resonating with at the time yeah and like I miss you I love you but you're kind of dragging me down right and I need to I need to not. Yeah, and I think that combined with, like, Karma, like, was I love karma. the exact songs that I needed, like, at that time, just to, like, just, like, a reassurance, because I was still, like, a little bit away from the whole thing, but, like, it was just such a reassurance that I'm, like, okay, now I feel like I can be detached and focus on me and also just know that you're going to get what's coming to you at some point. Yeah. Also... I I love karma. Sorry. Oh, I, no, you're so I good. love karma. The only thing was I was really thrown off because I thought karma was going to be what vigilante shit was. Oh. But then karma started playing and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it took me like 15 seconds and I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> like slay. Vigilante shit just reminds me so much of that one movie that Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick were in. Yes. I haven't heard anyone talk about how similar they are but I'm literally like she I'm pretty sure she wrote this song about that movie yeah. because I was like you know this sounds real familiar yeah. but also um would have could have should have I is probably one of my favorite songs ever that Taylor has ever written I love would have could have should have I it's like a soon you'll get better type of moment mm -hmm. I can't listen to it like it hurts my heart so much and I'm just like it's such an amazing song. It's, it's one of her best songs, but I, I can't listen mm -hmm. to it. And I feel so bad because I would love to. Because it's got a great beat. <laughs> but she knows how to make a good beat sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, crank it up. Crank it up. <laughs> I'll cry. But yeah. it's okay. I will listen to it at any time. I'll listen. I'll listen to sad songs. But some stuff, it's just like... It's too hard. Yeah. It's yeah. too much. Also, Labyrinth. I love I didn't like it at first, but now no, I love neither Labyrinth. did I. Neither did I. I, like, at some point in December, I think it's because I was, like, kind of, like, I was in, like, a place where I was, like, kind of, like, getting over someone and also kind of, like, getting, like, kind of, like, starting something. Start, yeah, yeah, starting something No, same. Else. Um, <laughs> and I was just, and, like, listen, like, I think I started listening to Labyrinth at, like, a random point because I replay the album all the time and started listening to Labyrinth and I was just like, oh, this is actually perfect for what I'm feeling right now. So that was really, really great and really beautiful because I feel like I, I'm so attached to that song now and it's so special to me. And just Midnight as an album just is one of those albums that just grows on you. Yeah. Like Labyrinth, I, I feel like I was also in one of that situ those situations. Although it took me a few days because I probably like a week or something to actually figure out what it was supposed to be about because I couldn't mm -hmm. really... Like, Spotify, I was listening on Spotify, it didn't have the lyrics yet, so mm -hmm. I was like, "What? hold on, what is she saying? And so, <laughs> it took me, like, a few days to actually figure out what the lyrics were, but then I, when I was, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, I feel you. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Those are my tops. Also, The um, Great War, as soon as, yeah. once I listened, okay, so I listened to Midnight's, the regular yeah. uh, version, for a week. Mm -hmm. I only listened to the 3 a.m. edition the night that it came out. Mm-hmm. 
because I was tired. But then mm-hmm. I didn't listen to it for a week. And then I was like, okay, you have to go back in and listen to the 3 a.m. edition and actually, like, take it in. Mm-hmm. So I finally took it in, and I was like, oh, my God. And I heard The Great War. And le- when I tell you, when she says somewhere in the haze, I got a sense I've been betrayed, mm-hmm. her saying betrayed, I swear to God, it scratches an itch in my head that needed to be scratched. Yeah. Like, I love the way she said it. And my yeah. God, if I could play it right now, I 100% would because I love it to death. Mm-hmm. But it is such a good song. Mm-hmm. But, ugh. Yeah. I love her. I was the opposite. Like, since... <laughs> like, <laughs> so sorry. Sorry, um, I just side-eyed her so hard. <laughs> um, like, I... Uh, the week after the Midnight's release... I was, like, only listening to the 3 a.m. edition songs because those were the ones that I loved. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, I just love these songs. Also, what have could have, should have, when I first listened to that song, I bawled my eyes out. Like, I bawled my eyes out to the 3 a.m. edition songs. So, like, I think that's why I loved them so much is because I'd, nothing on Midnight's made me super emotional. Yeah, I was, with Antihero, I was really, really shocked because I was, she was like, this is probably the most vulnerable I've ever been. And I was like, oh my God, don't tell me we're getting another, another mirror ball type of thing. I was so like stressed and I was concerned because I was like, don't tell me I'm going to like ball my eyes out. But then Antihero played and I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel, and I was like, all right. I think the only song that got me close on a first listen was You're On Your Own Kid. I think that one I really... Me too, yeah. but also Mastermind. Oh, yeah. But only hit. in the bridge when she's like, no one ever wanted to play with me as a little kid. Yeah. Because I was that. heavily bullied as a kid and mm-hmm. people didn't want to play with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. And then she, then I also, when I was younger, so I was living in a different town than I live in now. Mm-hmm. And I lived there until um, the summer before fourth grade. And so I moved up to where I currently live. And I didn't have any friends in fourth grade I was mildly bullied Mm -hmm. um but I didn't have any friends I literally I would sit inside during recess I would like I would eat lunch in the cafeteria because I had to but I would come inside during recess because I didn't have anything to do and I was like so alone like when I would go when my teacher literally forced me to go outside because she was tired of me I would talk to one of like the like what are the aides the supervisors Mm -hmm. or whatever and she she was nice. She was, like, my friend. And then fifth grade came around. I had two friends, but then they both dropped me in sixth grade, and I mm. started out fresh again. So hearing that, I literally, I sat there, and I was like, ah! yeah. I was like, it was a gut punch. But mm. also now it's just, like, it still is, like, a slight gut punch. But Mastermind is so fun to sing on your own yep. because I like to pretend that I'm a, like, I'm just, like, I just, like, stare at you mm-hmm. just, like, <laughs> like, wide-eyed, just, like, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I couldn't, I, this is completely my own fault, but I couldn't take Mastermind seriously the first time <laughs> I listened to it because um, I was listening to it with a group of friends at school and they're so funny and they're, like, Megamind. <laughs> so like the entire time we were listening to the song and what if I told you I was Megamind? It's like what? and it oh was so God. funny. But I'm like, I wouldn't I don't regret listening to it with a group of people. It made the experience better, but I do feel sad that I didn't get to feel it. Yeah. Um but I also like am one of those people that I don't particularly like crying in front of other people. So Same. I probably even if it was making me emotional, I probably wouldn't have cried yeah. while I was there. 
but the 3 a.m. edition, when I was alone in my car, blasting it, oh, hit. Yeah. So emotional. So, so much feeling. Yeah. And it, yeah. Okay. I think, I think we've talked about Taylor <laughs> yeah. for long enough. Yes. Um, we'll do, we'll talk about Taylor some more in another Later. episode. But we do have some other things to talk about. Yeah, the things we've actually advertised. Yeah. Yeah. Not 50 minutes of us talking yeah, we, about Taylor we, like, we kind of just went off on a tangent. But you know, yeah. I think that's what podcasts are supposed to be. <laughs> we started so. talking about how fun songs are important. Hey, what's your favorite album? Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we spiraled. But that's yeah. okay. So upcoming music news that we're excited for um, is our next topic. I have a list. Oh, <laughs> you, the Rascal Flats is one. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for Sam Smith's new album. Mm. I am kind of a casual listener of Sam Smith, but um, one of my very close friends talked me into getting tickets to see them. You know. Um, I know. And so I'm super excited to be able to see them in concert. And also just like, I loved their older music, mm -hmm. like, um, you say, yeah, 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 you know, you yeah. know, you know, it's Sam Smith, you know their music, and of course, like, their collaboration with Kim Petras, oh yeah, like, iconic, iconic, and I'm, good, but I can't listen to it that much, that's valid, I'm excited to see what kind of, like, vibe that their new album's gonna be, because I feel like what's what's the Kim Petra song? What what is that? Coconuts. Song? No, <laughs> no, love coconuts. Though. Um, no, but like, what's the what is their song together? Uh, Unholy. Oh yeah, that's right. Girl, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I blank. But Unholy was such a different vibe than anything I've ever heard from Sam Smith. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see if their new album is also that vibe or. If they Maybe they were just fucking around in the studio and made Unholy. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know what to expect, and that's really exciting to me. I'm also excited for Miley. Yeah. Miley Cyrus's new music. I read that I, off of your list. Mm -hmm. So sorry. But I'm also really excited for it. I'm so excited for Miley. Like, I, I was talking with my dad the other day, and he was like, I don't know, I didn't know you were a fan of Miley. And I was like, heck yeah, man. <laughs> like, I, it was, like, kind of thing where it was like, oh, like, I wasn't as interested in earlier stuff after Disney because I didn't care. I was like 12. Yeah. And my parents, first of all, wouldn't let me listen to it once yeah. they figured out she was twerking on stage. <laughs> so I got back into it. Uh, I got back into her music like around the plastic hearts. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this is everything. And the Heart of Glass oh, yeah. cover, yeah. oh, yeah. superb. Her, her voice just fits so well oh, yeah. with rock music. It does. And especially just, I would love to hear more covers, like, I want, first of all, I want that backyard stu studio or whatever session of her singing Jolene, when however yeah. old she was, I want that yeah. on stream because that was so good. Yeah. And also, I also want her to record with Dolly. Yes. And record it. Yeah. But I also just want her to do a separate song with Dolly. <laughs> I, oh my goodness, I've seen, I, I've seen the clips uh, from their... New, York. New Year's. New Year's. Yes. <laughs> New Year's special. And Wrecking Ball into I Will Always Love You. Oh my god. Like, cr uh, iconic. Also, just like, I love them. I love both of them. Like, Same. I'm uh, so excited. Also, I feel like Miley gets like a bad rep, like, because her singles have been 
like people just don't like her singles, I guess. But I loved her singles. Like Same. I was Malibu. a wrecking Malibu. So I good. Love Malibu, Malibu is so good. I feel like it did get to a point where it was overplayed. But like you listen to those lyrics, oh my goodness, like so good. Also, Wrecking Ball as a song, I feel like gets a bad rep, but like, like means so much. Yeah. Like I like what? So I'm not really doing college anymore but one of my favorite things from college it was like one of my literal favorite memories about college Mm -hmm. I was literally by myself walking back to my dorm and I the way I was walking back to my dorm and it was the very beginning of the year so it was still like warm out sunny but I was listening to music and I was walking through this like courtyard type thing but it was at golden hour and Mm -hmm. there were like still leaves on the trees Mm -hmm. people were outside enjoying the warmth and it was just, like, listening to Malibu, having that, it was just, like, it was just so good. It was such a nice memory. And for the moment, even though my views on college have changed, I literally, I remember thinking to myself, like, this is it. I'm good here. I'm happy right now. Mm-hmm. And me, for me to be able to be, like, I am happy currently mm-hmm. is a lot. Like I, Everyone struggles with mental health. Mm-hmm. But I was, like, really stressed about college. I was stressed about finding friends. And to be like, I'm happy. I think I've made the right decision so far was a lot. And just to have, like, that little bit of, like, peace at my decision Mm -hmm. was was amazing. Yeah. Also, it's so relevant to, like, college. Because I found that that song really resonated with me when I got to college as well. Mm -hmm. Like, meeting all these new people that show you all these different things about yourself. And coming to realize that you... you love those things about yourself and you also love these people that you've met. Yeah. And that it just is such a beautiful song, yeah. even though like people make fun of it for yeah. no reason. I feel like the people who are making fun of it are just listening at face value and not yeah. really digging into it. But I I love that song. If I ever meet a Malibu hater, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm so excited. And Miley's also just one of those people like Just like Taylor Swift, she's so versatile in, like, what she can do. Like, she was doing a lot of pop, and, you know, she moved into rock, but I don't don't know what this new album is going to be, but I'm confident in the fact that she's going to just be able to kill it and knock it out of the park. Yeah. And she's going to slay. Yeah. I agree. I think there's just a lot of people who are planning on coming out with music that haven't expressly said that they're coming out with new music. I think Ali and AJ are coming out with new music. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a big Ali and AJ fan I've been a huge fan ever since I was younger since the Disney days their Christmas <laughs> song greatest time of year is quite possibly one of my favorite Christmas songs ever and I will be going to see them in concert and holding we up will a, yeah yeah we're going <laughs> we're going to see Ali and AJ together I don't make signs for concerts but I'm about to make a sign that says play <laughs> greatest time of year in the middle of April because I love that song so much I like of all of their songs I think I played that song on repeat as a child over and over and over not during the Christmas season and it was so good but also their new album A Touch of the Beat Get You Up on Your Feet that was my summer album that was so good as someone who spent a lot of time in her car I can vouch it was yeah. like I was listening to that album when it came out, like, all summer long. I listen to it now, and I'm just like, this is summer. It is summer. They do California, like, California beachy rock really well, beachy rock pop, and it's so good. And also their music just has such good, deeper meanings while also just 
being super super catchy so if you personal cathedrals yes i haven't even delved into it entirely like i listen to it sometimes and i try and decipher and mm. i'm like i i don't have the mental capacity right now like i yeah. need to sit down and listen yeah. to it especially like a touch of the beat focuses a lot on like their past relationships and maybe even their current relationships i'm i don't really know a lot about their personal lives but i'm very into their music but just really captures these like different not steps but like different phases that you have in love and like being insecure in a relationship but then like looking back on a relationship and realizing oh this was a lot better than i thought it was and i kind of regret being in this that the headspace that i was knowing that it was so good and like that kind of stuff and just dealing with like um breakups and makeups and just life so well and each song is really just like a little snippet of life, which I really love. One of my favorite songs on the album is Way Way Back, which was not my favorite on the album at first listen at all. I recall skipping it a lot, but it has since turned into like one of my favorite songs of all time. And there's like, there's this line in the song where it's like, those weekends at the beach made me feel ugly, but all I can see is how you loved me. And just that lyric, I'll cry. Just, oh my goodness. Like, it just makes me so emotional every time I listen to it. And just, like, like knowing that someone else has gone through things that you've gone through. And, like, I haven't had, like, a relationship in my life where I am able to relate to these songs. But I find so many pieces of them, like, in my platonic friendships and just experiences with people. And, like, looking back at times when I wasn't feeling great about myself and the people who made me feel good about myself were my friends and like looking back and having regrets about not taking these opportunities because I was in such a bad headspace and not taking the time to realize that there were people who really loved me and I think they capture a lot of those ideas really well in their music and also just dealing with like mental health and that stuff so it's I need a to really listen to album. the album. Anymore, it's it's a it's, it's a, a very album. very great album. From they, the two songs I've heard from it, it's a great album. <laughs> it's very good. Um, I really do recommend it. I will recommend this album to anyone because I feel like also Ali and AJ like aren't in the mainstream mm-hmm. too much. They know their own sound so well, and they're such good musicians. <laughs> that, that was a lot of me talking. No, it's okay. Can... We just talked about Taylor Swift for like an hour. I don't think you can, we can get worse than that. No, it's so good. But... I, I love music. Speaking of more Taylor Swift, speak now, Taylor's version. Yes, I'm so excited. I don't actually know when it's coming out. I don't know if it'll be before she starts touring, but I am so excited. And to the people that know me personally and on a daily basis... <laughs> I am so incredibly sorry for the person that I will become, without a doubt, because I will go absolutely insane. That was my childhood album. It has such nostalgia for me. I literally will lose my absolute marbles. And I, I'm, I, I, I can't fathom there being more songs from that era Mm -hmm. as well. Like, that is absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. But I'm... I'm also really excited. I I need to hear Haunted. Yeah. I can't. I Haunted is such a good song, and if you think otherwise, you're simply wrong. Yeah. And I can't imagine what it's going to sound like now. Yeah. But I'm also very scared for this re-release because if she changes a single hair on this <laughs> album's head, I I will be so upset. I will be heartbroken. Mm-hmm. 
and I hate to say it, I might have to still listen to the stolen versions because that's my childhood album. Like, if it sounds in any way different other than, like, a minor thing, no thank you. <laughs> like, I'm so yeah. sorry. But it's so deeply personal yeah. to me. Like, I can I absolutely cannot. Mm-hmm. Still on the Taylor Swift uh, line. <laughs> I'm very excited for the Ares tour. Yes. We're going to talk about this very quickly, but I'm so excited. But I'm also terrified because what if she leaves it? None of her just got free. <laughs> like, you know those. She just comes <laughs> on stage and leaves. No, you know those TikToks where it's like the end of a concert and it's like, come on, the concert's over. No, it's not. They haven't played this song. <laughs> like, she hasn't played her entire discography. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's so true. Like, what if she doesn't play everything (laughs) i'm so excited but i'm so nervous i'm going to be dressing up for my fellow swifties you'll know what i mean (laughs) i'm going to be creating my own outfit and i'm going to be dressing as the haunted bell that she rings on the speak now tour (laughs) that that is what i will be of course with the 13 written on my hand but i will be the bell from haunted (laughs) and if she plays it i'm going first of all i'm going to give yeah i'm going to give our friend caitlin who's coming with us she's sitting next to me but i'm going to also make a little foam like mallet and i'm going to give it to her and if she starts playing with if she starts playing it i'm going to make caitlin smack me with the mallet (laughs) because she has to does caitlin know about this no (laughs) she's gonna learn she She knows about the outfit i don't think she knows about the mallet but hey caitlin if you're listening to this just here you go (laughs) so true yeah i was thinking of just going full mirror ball with it Mm -hmm. but then i was like no haunted bell (laughs) bell. (laughs) like you were very inspired by your summer job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For context, we worked in a bell factory, yeah. so I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a time. It was definitely a time. Okay, that's all we'll speak on on Eris Tour. Joe Bros. Oh my god. Yeah, the Jonas Brothers are supposed to be... Uh, uh, the album is the, apparently the album is done according to Nick Jonas, one of the bros, <laughs> one of the brothers. <laughs> one of the brothers. Oh my god! I remember this one time we were talking about like what the Jonas Brothers fans are called, and like we, I think we settled on the Jonas Brothers fans are called the brothers <laughs> because they themselves are part of the family, um, which is so silly funny to me because it sounds like the Jonas Brothers are like a frat. <laughs> <laughs> we're proud of you, part of Joe Bros. We're the brothers, um, which is so funny to me. But I'm excited for their new album. I was, I loved their comeback album. Yeah, I Happiness Begins. Yeah. It was really good. I really loved that album. I we, s- ended up seeing them. I saw them once for the first tour that they came back for, and then Lydia and I went with a couple of our friends to see when they came back around again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was such a great concert. It was so good. And it was, like, one of the things where it was, like, so nostalgic, too. Mm-hmm. It was, like, I didn't expect to enjoy myself as much as I did because yeah. it was just, it had been so long. Yeah. But I was thrown back into, like, it's something, it's something about concerts and the concert air mm-hmm. that even if, like, this is going to sound weird, but if I had the slightest attraction to the performer, mm-hmm. it'll just, like, accentuate it a lot. <laughs> like, I, my attraction to Nick Jonas came back and I was like, 
Nicholas. <laughs> I was like, I we were like, I was being swooned. I was being wooed. Yeah. The like. Yeah. Seduced, if you will. Yeah. These men are trying to seduce me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was such a fun concert. That was a crazy. That was a crazy day because I remember I picked everyone up from their respective colleges <laughs> and around homes. <laughs> and homes around Pennsylvania. Yeah. Like we stopped back here. We stopped at Kutztown. We stopped. Oh wait, no, we didn't stop at Kutztown because Heather Heather was here. I think. Oh, maybe I did stop. No, oh, we didn't no, stop at I did. St- yeah, we were we were at Kutztown. We were up. Um, near Hershey, we were, well, the concert was in Hershey, Yeah. but we were like, we Pottsville, were, yeah, we were like, all around Pennsylvania picking people up for this concert. Well, I was picking people <laughs> up, you were there. I was just along for the ride. <laughs> um, but that was such a crazy day, and then we ended up, like, getting a hotel, we had a hotel room booked, so it was crazy. <laughs> and then our friends fell in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, so one of my friends <laughs> fell in the shower. And our- so we were, we had gotten back from eating, so we saw the concert, right, and then we went to, uh, we went to Sheets. We were eating, <laughs> and our friend needed to shower, and so she went to shower, we were still eating, and we hear this commotion from the bathroom, and we realize our friend had fallen, and so we're laughing, and then we were like, wait, she fell, and we didn't hear anything after, so me and Liberty rush over to the bathroom door, and I say, are you okay? Are you hurt? And Liberty says, did you turn into a mermaid? Um, because I... I'm an individual who, oh, yeah. <laughs> who was very influenced by H2O, H2O just, just Add Water. Water. That was my favorite TV show growing up. It is still one of my favorite TV shows <laughs> of all time. I reference it more than the average person. And I also have too much knowledge of this sh- of this show in general. Just like I, I know every single plot line of the show because I love it. And I'm obsessed with it. Um, why this was my first <laughs> reaction. Our friend fell in the bathroom, could be seriously injured. And she says... Did you turn into a mermaid? You know, it's a valid <laughs> question. Um, also, I like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just someone who yeah. has to put humor <laughs> into the situation. Well, I, listen, it's not like a bad thing. I was already there because I go into mom mode very yeah. easily. So I was already being, I was I was the mom mode portion. But I thought Liberty was going to come over also being a little bit of mom mode or just being like, are you okay? And so I was not expecting, did you turn into a mermaid? And so every ounce of seriousness that was in my body <laughs> concerned for my friend, as soon as she asked that, I, I was on the floor cackling and thankfully our friend was okay (laughs) but but, oh it was so it was so funny yeah like we were literally on the floor like my i was drooling my sides hurt my back was cramping (laughs) and this was at like one in the morning too (laughs) a little delirious but yeah that, that was so funny i don't know why that was my first response but yeah i think her falling the noise just I was like oh my god I've heard that somewhere <laughs> TV show like 12 years ago yeah well I also I think going through my head I was like if she was really hurt I feel like I'd be able to hear her like scream or something and she didn't <laughs> unless scream. she was unconscious uh, oh oh uh, well she answered she said uh no <laughs> yeah well she said that and you immediately said did you turn into a mermaid <laughs> <laughs> but yeah funny. what a time what a trip oh, yeah. um thanks Jonas literally Brothers for giving us that memory oh yeah yeah wow 
Uh, so excited for your new album. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Please don't injure our friends again. <laughs> so true. Uh, okay. okay, well, something else I'm personally excited for is Rihanna at the Super Bowl. Mm. I love you, Rihanna. Rihanna. I, I cannot wait. Me too. I no words. Literally, <laughs> I'm just so excited. Mm-hmm. I love her to death, mm-hmm. and I need her new music to come out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a list of of the things that I'm excited for, and I put down the Ali and AJ concert, <laughs> but it auto corrected to Lay and AJ <laughs> concert. We've been to we've been a, to a good couple concerts this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said the concert game has been so strong. Oh yeah. Um, Sabrina Carpenter. Yeah, we saw Sabrina Carpenter. We saw Harry Styles. Harry Styles. <laughs> Harry Styles at Madison Square was just an amazing experience. Yeah, that um, that for the uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speechless. Um, it was crazy. Yeah, that was that was my first Madison Square Garden show, Same. and um, I've always wanted to see a show at Madison Square. Like that's been on my bucket list forever. And I originally didn't have tickets to see Harry for that tour but I ended up loving Harry's house when it came out I was obsessed with it um and I think partially the album came out while I was in California and touring with Bell Choir and we were in California and we were in Vegas like we were in like all these new places that I've never been before and I like I cannot listen to that album without thinking about that trip and it was just good vibes all around so Hearing that album live was so special. We went to see Harry during Love on Tour. Yeah. And she told me two days before the concert happened. um, Her sister wasn't able to go. Thank you to Liberty Sister. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Shut up. But um, I literally, I woke up and the first things I read were, are you free Friday? You're going to see Harry with me. (laughs) And I quite literally almost shit my pants. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, but we ended up going. And I was not i was not prepared at all. I had two days to learn the <laughs> set list. I, like, again, I was like a casual Harry fan, but enough that I, like, I, I think I knew what I was doing. But he, I didn't expect to cry. But I knew he was playing Sign of the Times and Fine Line and Cherry. And those are songs that, like, you know, they'll get you in your feels a little bit. Yeah. But I cried during Cherry. It wasn't that bad. But he played Sign of the Times and Fine Line back to back. Mm -hmm. And I was sobbing. I had to sit down because I was crying and shaking so hard. Mm -hmm. I FaceTimed my friend during it. So I don't have any videos from (laughs) it. But because my friend is a big Harry Styles fan. So I FaceTimed my friend. Shout out to you, her boss. But I was just, oh, it destroyed me. Yeah. It hurt. Yeah. And then I cried again during Matilda. Yeah. Oh my God. Matilda Live was game changing. Absolutely phenomenal. I also, I, it's so funny because that's how so many of my conversations with people when I invite them to concerts are. (laughs) It's usually like super last minute, Mm -hmm. super like, uh, just random person that they happen to be a really big fan of. Because like when I like, cause I don't like going to concerts alone, Mm -hmm. but, um, a lot of times like, you know, like I'll plan to go with my sister, but she has like a concert or something. So like things come up and my dad like usually buys concert tickets for like, like, holidays and stuff. So, like, we don't know what's going to happen because he buys them really far in advance, which is fine. Like, I love going to concerts. I will always go to the concerts. <laughs> so many times I've just randomly texted people and been like, 
are you doing anything? And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, okay, do you want to see this super huge big name in concert? Yeah. And they're like, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, for free. And they'd be like, uh, yeah. And I think and that's guess what? super funny. It's two days from now? Yeah, it's in two days. Um, it's in an hour. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and that's like how it all happens. And it's so funny because... Yeah. But also, um, I think I, I think I took your crown though this year because we went to see Sabrina Carpenter, yeah. and I had someone to go with because yeah. I had originally asked her, and we. So okay, so what had happened was is I grew... we have so, semi loose connections yeah. with her. I grew up going to the same dance studio as Sabrina Carpenter, so I like didn't. I was kind of I felt weird about going to Sabrina Carpenter's concert because I like knew her mm -hmm. um, and like have had interactions with her as a child mm -hmm. which is so odd and I love emails I can't send her new album so beautiful such good writing so good it's phenomenal but I was like I feel weird about going to see her mm -hmm. after knowing her in person yeah. um, which is so crazy and we weren't close we just were at the same dance studio like we passed each other like we we you interacted. Yeah, we interacted in very yeah, like in very small bits, and like, but it just, it just feels so weird to see someone I know, be famous. Yeah. Um. So I originally said I didn't want to go. Yeah. And so, and I had asked her. She was the first person I asked because we both were, like we both heavily enjoyed emails I can't send. Yes. And so, I asked her to begin with, and then she said no, and I was like, okay, valid. And so I asked my other friend who went, or who uh, likes her, and she said yes. So we had bought tickets, we were ready, and then we were trying to figure out how she was going to get there because we went to see it in Philly, and I live in Philly. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, you can come this way, you can come that way, and she was like, I'll try and see if I can get someone to drive me, and I was like, you can also take the train if you want. And so she, we were trying to figure out like travel plans and stuff and how we were going to do this, and then... The day comes and she tells me, she was like, hey, I hit my head pretty hard either that morning or the day before. And she said she thought she had a concussion mm -hmm. and she wasn't sure she was going to be able to go. And I was like, of course, you do what you have to do. Health comes first, 100%. Yeah. Um, and she's like, do you think you'll be able to get someone? And I was like, yeah. And <laughs> if I was going to be so for real, I had absolutely no idea. As much as I knew, I was going to be going by myself, maybe. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Because I had remembered that, you know, Liberty had said she didn't, she felt weird going. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay. And then I talked to my one friend about it, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I could ask Liberty, but I don't know if she's going to say yes. I, I know my friend, my roommate is going, but I, like, I don't know. Um, and so I ended up calling Liberty mm -hmm. anyways. Yeah. Literally, like, four hours maybe before the, uh, the show started. Yeah, it was like, I think you called me. It was like maybe two o'clock. Yeah, and it started at seven. It was supposed to start at seven. Yeah. And so I called her at two. And I was like, hey. And I was like, I know you said no before, but my friend who is supposed to go with me um, can't go anymore. Mm -hmm. She thinks she might have a concussion. Do you want to go with me? And she was like, that's so funny. <laughs> because I had literally been talking to one of my friends at school at, because... I, the day had come closer and I was like I was listening to emails I can't send and I was like I was just getting like FOMO 
yeah i was just like you know i really would love to hear this album live because i love this album so when you called me i was like this is a sign that i need to go because <laughs> yeah. i literally was talking to my friend and he i was like because we i had gone to a concert the night before mm -hmm. like i had just gotten back from atlantic city because i had seen ben platt and ali and aj um and literally the morning of ben platt and ali and aj i had gone to a funeral um so it was a big weekend for me um and so you called and literally the day before or maybe two days before i was talking to my friend and i was like um if ticket prices go down would you want to go see sabrina carpenter with me and he was like you know i'm not like a huge fan so i i don't really want to spend the money on someone that i don't like and i'm like so fair so fair but like the like it was coming and like i was on such a concert high from ben platt and ali and aj that i was like oh i kind of want to go to a concert and you called me and i literally had just woken up <laughs> um and you were like, oh, do you want to go? And I was immediately like, yeah, I want to, I want to go. Like, I was so nervous about that call, too, because I was like, I don't want her to say no. And then you said yes, and I was like, Are, for real? <laughs> <laughs> like, I will go I will go to a concert. Yeah. I will go. <laughs> but that was a crazy weekend. Yeah. Because I also had seen Lizzo that week on Thursday. Mm -hmm. So it was a big week um, for concerts. Yeah. Um, and Sabrina Carpenter in concert was phenomenal. Yeah. Like, honestly, I have no regrets, and I'm so glad. I was so excited, too, because I, I've been a Sabrina Carpenter fan for a long time. Like, eyes wide open, long time. Mm -hmm. And I saw her at Show of the Summer in 2015, like, right after that. Like, Girl Meets World was, mm -hmm. like, she sang the theme song for Girl Meets World. Mm -hmm. And, I like, I have merch from then. And so I was so excited. Because it was one of those things where it's like, you know, you get more, like, interested in other people, yeah. you start falling off of some trains. Mm -hmm. And so I had listened to her stuff, but I never, like, was, like, right on it that mm -hmm. I was able to get tickets to anything. Yeah. And so I was finally able to, like, get tickets. And I, w I was so excited. And it was a great concert. Yeah. It was wonderful. I think, like, I think we were meant to go, to, to yeah. go together. Um, and I really... This, it's one of those reasons why I really do think that the universe has plans because, yeah. like, there's no other reason for us to, like, have just, for A, me to be free and able to go, like, it was just, it seemed just, like, a right timing thing mm -hmm. where I had been, like, yeah, I really want to go. And part of me thinks I manifested it, which I'm so sorry about you your friends. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you manifested I'm my friends. I'm so concussion. sorry. But that we was love a, you, girl. I hope you're so okay. Sorry. I'm so sorry about your concussion. I've yeah. been there. I feel for you. The concert was great. So sorry you missed it. Um, you'll get the next one. Um, but yeah, it was just a great night. And it was even more special because we got to do it together. Cause yeah. we had, We're concert buddies at this yeah, point. We, we had listened to the album all summer together yeah. at this point like the first time i heard it was in your car yeah or at least part of it and you yeah. scared the shit out of me with listening to vicious <laughs> um but and then i listened to it after that and i was like wait this album actually is it's so phenomenal good. yeah and then i was like i have to see this live I yeah have to. It, it was and it was great live i wouldn't i wouldn't have changed it like I look uh, back and I'm standing like, standing in the rain for an hour and a half is a little bit. Yeah, that but was whatever. a bit. But and then I got <laughs> sick right after from standing in the rain. But I still wouldn't have changed it for the world. Like that was such a fantastic concert. Yeah, she was great. It was um, yeah, this year has been great for concerts. It has honestly. been. We really saw Big Time Rush. We saw Big Time. I saw Big Time Rush three times, which is in insane. a week. <laughs> yeah, I like. It's weird because 
that I was on Big Time Rush Overload. Love Big Time Rush. Can't listen to your music anymore because <laughs> I saw you three times in concert. I need like a detox of Big Time Rush, but they were fantastic in concert. And um, well, because we also went to Jingle Ball last year, yes, which was their first. first per- we I I will flex that until the day yeah, I their die. Their first performance back. Yeah, like and it was everything. Yeah. I I had seen Big Time Rush three separate times growing up as well. Um, <laughs> so you've seen them seven times? Yeah, I've seen them like seven times now, which is so crazy because I've seen Five Seconds of Summer six times. Um, so it's crazy that I've seen Big Time Rush more than I've seen Five Seconds of Summer because I'm like, I'm a huge Five Seconds of Summer fan and I have been since the beginning and I love them. So it's weird that I have another artist that I've seen more times than them. I love Big Time Rush. I really do. Five Seconds of Summer is just my number one. Like, I'm so loyal to them till the day that I die. Yeah. And, like, if it's something that's, like, in your childhood, it, I feel like that's such a strong... It, it like, it infinitely mm-hmm. just, like, strengthens whatever connection you yeah. have to them. Yeah. Well, and also, like, um, it's been really special lately to be going to these concerts of artists that I loved as a child and I find that I go to see this 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 concert of like the Jonas Brothers or Big Time Rush and then I find like so much healing from my childhood from that and like making my oh, inner I child. Oh I know I'm gonna heal my inner child seeing Taylor Swift. So I yeah. knew we wouldn't talk I said I, <laughs> sorry yeah. but I know I'm gonna sob. Yeah. I'm going like, to sob. Some artists that I like listen to so much as a child I find that after I go to see them and this isn't going to be with Taylor Swift, but some of the other artists like Big Time Rush or the Jonas Brothers, like I listened to them so much as a kid and I like their new music, but I see them in concert and then I'm like, because I've seen them both like multiple times in concert and then I'm like, I don't need to see them again because those memories are so strong and I loved them so much and it was so special and I'm like, I maybe I should stop going to see them in concert because those memories were so special to me. Um, that it's hard to top them and I'm getting that way with a couple bands because I was I've been really lucky to like ha- like my parents and my dad especially brought me to concerts as a kid and that and I've always been really grateful to that because that's such a huge experience that a lot of people don't have until they're older and it has just been so special to see these bands and concerts that I love and love with my whole heart so it's weird because I feel like I've seen them in concert, so I've kind of healed from them and I don't listen to them as much anymore because I feel like closure for them as a group, especially the bands that like have like a comeback because I know like they're not going to be here forever. Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah, I think we've talked for a really long <laughs> yeah. time. So um, I think we're, we're really gonna... quick. What's your what's the best concerts you've been to? Just oh, real quick. Uh, real quick um, I think. The Rex um, are so good in concert every single time. They opened for the Driver era. They were fantastic. Also, the Driver era was fantastic in concert. Ross Lynch, I love you. Yes, Ross Lynch. Um, also, um, I saw Def Leppard and Journey tour together. Mm. That was life-changing to me. Um, so phenomenal. Um, Five Seconds of Summer is also amazing every single time I see them. And they're consistent. I'd say Lizzo's up there as well. And to be honest, that Sabrina Carpenter concert was just really, really good. I think those are really some of my top concerts. Yeah. Also, Green Day, Weezer, and Fall Out Boy. 
I can't believe I almost forgot about that one because that was like one of the best nights of my life. That was so good. Like insane. Fob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would, I haven't been to quite as many concerts as Liberty. I have been to a lot. Um, I would probably say Ariana Grande, definitely Ariana Grande. Um, the weekend, the Sabrina Carpenter concert, um, Pitbull. Phenomenal. I, I forgot that you went to see Pitbull. I forget sometimes, and then I remember, <laughs> and so I'm funny. like, oh my god. It was I dressed up as Pitbull. It was absolutely amazing. Um, and my bald cap did get very sweaty, though. Um, oh my goodness. I saw Halsey during the Hopeless Fountain, Hopeless Fountain Kingdom tour. That was really good. I almost skipped Homecoming for that, but then the Homecoming date got pushed back. Um, mm. I almost didn't go to the concert because I was going to miss Homecoming. Oh, wow. Because I, I prioritized that mm -hmm. concert over Homecoming. And yeah. my mom was like, no. And I was like, there'll be more. <laughs> um, I was supposed to miss Junior Prom. Really? Um, because I was supposed to see Niall Horan. <laughs> um, and then the pandemic happened and oh both god. got canceled. Oh my god, no. Um, gosh, who have I seen? Um, oh, I also, I saw... Paramore and Fall Out Boy while they were touring together. That was amazing. I love Paramore. I want to see Paramore again. I would love to. Um, and Wait, did they sing Misery Business? Yes. It was so good. I love Paramore. Um, I would love to see them in concert again. That was really good. Yeah. I think the first time we saw Harry mm -hmm. will also be up there too. Yeah. Cause just one, because it was so funny because of that fucking <laughs> screaming. But two, it was just, it was so like funky and like spontaneous and it, mm -hmm. it was just the way I found out about it, too, was just also, like, really fun. Yeah. But, it was a surprise. Yeah. A little surprise. Yeah. And that, it's it's crazy because, like, we saw him, a, like, a year after each other, mm -hmm. which is so special to me. Because, like, literally within days yeah, of the first time we saw him. Yeah. And it's so special to me because, like, we were we're in college. Like, now that we're in college, and it it was, like, kind of during that time where it's, like, you don't know if your high school friends are still going to be your friends. And I think we all kind of had that fear, but we've all really stayed together because we all genuinely love each other and care about each other and want to be in each other's lives and make an effort to stay yeah. in contact and stay in each other's lives, which is really special to me because, you know, like that's, it's kind of like a little reward yeah. for just staying friends anymore. yeah <laughs> and just it was just it's special to have that like yearly like yeah. it was so fun because we were like oh this is this day last year and it was like literally we were doing the same thing yeah. and i'm like and time has passed but things don't change yeah we'll still see harry styles oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah. we'll still cry and scream like little babies yeah, yeah. and now we're seeing Taylor Swift. We are children of divorce. <laughs> I went with mom. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's where I went. <laughs> uh, that's funny, though, because I wasn't even around during that time. <laughs> yeah, so true. So true. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is where we'll have to end off for today. Yes, after um, almost two hours. Um, if you really love us, you'll listen all the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but make sure you follow us on all the social medias. Um, be sure to check out our Reddit page to interact with us. We talked about a lot of stuff. If you want to um, snowball, piggyback off of any of that. Like, Socratic seminar style. Yeah, like <laughs> hit us up in the Reddit. We'd love to hear your thoughts, especially because we brought up a lot of 
a lot of controversial topics. <laughs> yeah. Not like controversial. If but. you're a me hater, don't say anything. <laughs> no, it's okay. We want to hear from you too. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm um, kidding. Maybe. We can't wait to see you next time. We don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but we'll probably yeah. say something. We'll probably talk a little bit we'll, about... We'll finish up. This was, a, this was yeah. like three quarters of what we had planned yeah. for this episode. We'll probably talk a little bit more about music next week as well. Yeah. But thanks for staying. Thanks for staying in there with us. <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We hope you enjoyed our little, our little talk about the things we love. Yes. And the people we love and the music artists we love yes. because we love everything that yeah. we talked about today so deeply yeah. and we love you so make sure to follow us on whatever you're listening on so you can hear more episodes from us yeah. and we can't wait to see you next time and talk your ear off yes goodbye Farewell.